Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Clawson. He's Scott Dooley, and we're here to fix football, whether you like it or not. Dooley's. Callum Mills, Ben King, Nick Caulfield, Oscar Allen. Injuries are ripping through the AFL on the eve of a new season. I'm sick of it. I know you're sick of it. What can we do about the spate of injuries destroying our great game? Well, I've got some thoughts. But I did think, hearing that list, wouldn't that be a good BTS parody for the grand final footy show? (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Those guys. Well, well, hang on. If it's the footy show, they've got to come out and drag because we know they love doing that. So maybe it's they're the Spice Girls. Or who are the the modern Spice Girls? Uh, No, I think there's – isn't there a a K-pop, a female K-pop equivalent? Of uh, – I yeah. just like BTS because they could be behind the sticks. Yeah. You know, that's very funny. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, you're right. And you've got dancing goal umpires behind them. Dave Roden can come there out and do the worm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. What a touching <laughs> tribute to music from the <laughs> AFL. Uh, but on to the issues. Yeah. Um, ben King, mm-hmm. that's, that's the big one for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a real shame. I mean, you look at a player like a Ben King – and his twin brother, Max. And don't you think players with that body type, you know, the, the sort of Paul Sunderland was the prototype, that tall, mm. rangy forward who can pinch hit in the ruck. Don't you just look at their knees and their shoulders and go, oh, boy, it's just a matter of time. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. structurally, like, you know, that's yeah. why skyscrapers, they have that bendy steel. So when a strong wind comes along, they're a bit flexible. I don't know that players, if you're six seven, you should be flying at marks like that. You're going you're gonna to bust a knee or a shoulder at some point. Jet fuel can melt your beans. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's all. You yeah. be careful. Stay at. Don't get to altitude. Yeah. Watch out if Leroy Jetta tackles you. <laughs> it's a jet of sorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I've got some thoughts on on this on how we can fix it. And I think the big one is is it the preseason injury seems to be more heartbreaking for the footballer. Maybe Tom Mitchell broke his leg yep. one season and missed like missed that year. And he like won the Brownlow the year before, I think, or was, you know, there or thereabouts. Um, I think one of the ways, and I've been thinking about this, there's two things. Do we treat the preseason as what I will refer to as a, a, a steroid blackout period where okay. we don't test for drugs? We yeah. give the players as much... Um, external help as we can to get their bodies absolutely right. So then they, they hit the ground <laughs> running. And then after the season, it's back to, you know, normal Asada rules. Okay. Which we do, which I will say, Asada is, could be the least efficient organization on the planet. Like, <laughs> you've got to wait like two years for the B sample for the guy <laughs> that's come back with the, like. Well, is there a, is there a problem with the preseason in itself? Because that you're, you're right. Like it seems to be more heartbreaking when it happens in preseason because that's the period in which any team can win the flag. That's can when you yeah, yeah. your hopes are at the highest. And so then you know this player goes down. You're like, oh god damn it, we're cursed, we're cursed. Because that's what I've been reading a lot of on social media this mm. week. Uh, you know, uh, the West Coast Eagles fans think they're cursed. Well, they have lost their pretty much their entire forward line: Jack Darling, Jamie Cripps, 
Oscar Allen, all out at the moment. And then you've got uh, GWS, who I think Brent Daniels is out as well, and they've had a lot of injuries. So every team, as, as, as far as we know, every team is cursed apart from Melbourne at this point of the year, would you say? Like there's Melbourne have had no significant injuries yeah, but I've got to say there's been some pretty nasty hangovers. So, yes. <laughs> you know, it hasn't all been smooth sailing from Melbourne this preseason. So do we do we look at preseason and go, okay, rather than trying to um, uh, 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 like prevent injuries or, or have a, a period in which a starter doesn't drug test, can we just put the players, like lock them away? For six months. They don't do any conditioning. They do no training. We literally wrap them in cotton wool. So from the moment your season mm. ends, you just get put into sort of like cryogenics, something like that. You can either get like frozen, Walt Disney style, <laughs> put in a lab mm. somewhere until the season restarts because mm-hmm. that way you do preserve your end of season, you know, uh, uh, body weight and, and, and skin folds. Or do you just kind of lock them away in a uh, like a Big Brother style house, and we can get some sort of TV ratings as well? I I, I love the Big Brother idea, like a I padded, like a literally e- a padded house where they can't do any injuries. There's no gym equipment, you know. All the knives are kind of like um, plastic knives. There's there's no possible way anyone can do any injury in this house. Well, I you'd have they'd have to be isolated because they're just going to start fighting each other. Right. You think so? They would? And that, like, well, if you put the Port yeah, Adelaide and the Adelaide players together and give them a car park and a couple of Bundys and Cokes, then yeah. Yeah, give them a, give them a, give them a cornerless Ramsgate Hotel car park. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how we do that. It's, something's going to happen. What about. So I, I, do, I do love the idea. Uh, I'm just worried about the psychological damage we'd do if, if every player is locked in a padded cell for six months with no contact with the outside world and yeah, then we right. film their demise. I, yeah. I just, but it would be, it'd be very compelling because t- each TV. player could have his own challenge, channel a la, a la Twitch and you could just check in on what, what's Jack Silvani doing right now. And I think, you know, you'd, there'd be some after hours, there'd be some blue material. So you'd obviously have to have some kind of a, yeah. each player would have to have his own sensor and, and, yeah. and things like that. What, 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 what about this? What if, what if teams can choose when their season starts depending oh. on their list health? So, and this, it, like, I think COVID showed us that the AFL, when it comes to fixturing, can achieve anything. Yep. So if if you're in, so say um, Luke Davies Uniac, I'm touching what Luke Davies Uniac injures himself, and so does Jaden Stevenson, and they really want to get that connection going at North Melbourne. Well, let, let, so they let, let's be the realistic. Jaden Stevenson <laughs> probably will injure himself, and it'll be some bizarre <laughs> injury, dude. It'll be like some hoverboard accident, uh, like hovercraft accident, <laughs> or parasailing, or he'll fall out That's of a tree. David. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, I'm getting, I'm getting into axe throwing and escape rooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jaden, you're not, you're not. <laughs> so, so, and they say. Um, they write to the AFL and say, dear AFL, we would like round one for the North Melbourne Football Club to be in August. Yeah. Now, this creates an interesting dynamic because you could have, and, 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 and the way I also see this working is that this would mean that the AFL seasons are running concurrently. So you could have a team in 2022. Um you, or you can have it. Sure, say you can have a team in twenty twenty five playing for the twenty twenty two season. Yeah. Meanwhile, you could have another team, uh, you know, in twenty twenty 
five playing for 2028. You know, it, it creates this really weird time shifty kind of situation. But what we're getting is the stars on the paddock. Yeah. And as long as the teams can fulfill their broadcast obligation by yeah. hook or by crook, maybe every 10 years we have a reset. Yeah. I, I really think that could be the way to do it. Or is it like a conference kind of thing where you can you can choose mm. you have basically three three slots. So you know you can mm. you can um, nominate that you'll start your games in say um, March to May or from June till August or you know you can start from September, right? But the teams that start earlier you, you're given automatically given twelve points, twelve premiership points. So there's an incentive okay. for you to play earlier. And then who like just say you get um, six teams in that first conference that they decide to start the season in in March. You take the two best teams from that, the, the teams that finish by the end of uh, so when they get to May, you take the two best teams from that, the two best teams from the middle section and then the two best teams from the last section. And that's your finals that's your finals period. They get to nominate again when they start the finals period. So it could take over the course of a year. In the meantime, while they're contending the premiership for 2022, you start season 2023, which will conclude in 2026. Now we're thinking. See, this is the kind of thinking that is going to solve think, injury. Yeah. And that way you get the best players on the park. Now, yeah. Scott, what do you think are the most common injuries in the AFL? Well, give me the top three most in, common injuries. That uh, uh, plantar fasciitis is that? That seems to be. Ah, uh, like just, or is it more general? Is that okay, like I'll knees, make, I'll shoulders? Make it easy, I'll make it easier. Okay, uh, there's three injuries that are the most common. Two are strains, mm. and one is a structural injury. So hamstring. Correct. Um. Was side strain an injury that was I'm seeing popping up a bit? Strain? Or is What's that something? That? Yeah, side strain. strain. The cricketers keep getting side strain. Um, no. No. Uh, hamstring. Calf? Calf, correct. Achilles? You always yeah, pop a calf. calf. Oh, the old, the old, man, old man injury. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd say knees? Correct. The ACL. They are the three most common injuries in the AFL. Now, uh, this report was conducted by the AFL in 2020. So it's a little out of date, but not too bad. So it says the total injury incidents, number of new injuries per club per season is 33 injuries per club, which is a lot higher than Wait, 33 new injuries There's only 40 guys on the list. I know, but I'm assuming that some of those, uh, that, that would include like minor injuries that maybe you don't even need any time off or can be rehabbed during the week or, you know, like rolled ankles right, and right, shit right. like that. But still, a lot higher <laughs> than I would have, would have thought. Yeah. I mean, I, I should just declare that I'm a guy who, if I get a hangnail, <laughs> like I need to take a week off. The fact that footballers, like when you really think about the way, how long the footy season is and the kind of shit these guys play to, and you hear stories about like, oh, Lenny Hayes played a game out with a broken leg. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, how yeah, the yeah. fuck? Like if, I, if my career relied on me like compartmentalizing injury and pain, like if that was, if I relied on my body holding itself together, I would, I would never, make, I wouldn't make it through the first round of a season. No, absolutely not. Well, who is the guy for, um, uh, was Dale Morris. Dale Morris played the 2016 grand final with oh. a broken back. Yeah, that's right. Fractures like, in his and spine. can I, 
Can I tell you about how I watched the 26 grand, 2016 yeah. grand final? I missed the first half because I was hung over. <laughs> he played with a broken back. I could watch. <laughs> so it says here that they are the three most um, uh, common injuries, which we would have suspected. Like hamstring, definitely. Calf string, you pinged at. But the ACL, for me, Scott, is the interesting mm. one. That's what's brought uh, Ben King down this year. That's the one that you don't want. It's a guaranteed 12 months out. A lot better than what it was 20 years ago in terms of like how you can come back. But still, you know, uh, 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 an unwanted injury. But I did a bit of digging on the ACL. Mm. <laughs> and I found this report from the US National Library of Medicine. Wait Someone... a second. Is this, this going to be one of these things where this clip's going to be shown with uh, you know, knee doctors hate him for what he's found out? <laughs> well, I think it's going. what it's going to do is shine a light on an injury that you and I were big fans of mm. back in the day, but it seems to have faded into the background. So it says Not the here, dreaded. <laughs> it says here <laughs> that this is, so this report uh, was conducted by, it doesn't give the uh, doctor's name, but it was conducted in 2014 and it was published in a legitimate American medical journal. I don't know why they were studying Aussie rules, but it says the title is the analysis of the three most prevalent injuries in Australian football demonstrates a season to season association between groin, hips, ACL, and osteitis pubis. Pure, the dreaded OP. <laughs> the dreaded OP. <laughs> you and I have often discussed how you just don't hear about the dreaded OP anymore, but it's still around, mate. It's still around contributing what they, but what are, to ACLs. What are these eggheads putting it down to? <laughs> what am I going to hear this Poindexter crap on about? Okay, so it says here that the analysis of the AFL injury data demonstrates an association between incidents of groin, hip, and osteitis pubis injuries and the, num- and the incidence of knee ACL injuries in any given playing seasons. So it's, what it's saying is that it's though, uh, the, the issues relating to groin and hip strains and the dreaded OP is the reason why the AFL has high incidence of, of, of knee injuries. Now, I would have assumed... That it was just the nature of the game. It's it's the pivoting. Mm. It's the turning. It's like basketball. You know, it's a three hundred and sixty degree da- game. And also having the well, stops. netball's the big one. For right. that. I, I've always found netball to be more like that. Looks way worse on your knees than ne- knee twisty. <laughs> but the yeah. dreaded osteitis pubis. I think what's happened here is that mm. um, you know big pubis, <laughs> big op, yeah, <laughs> has big launched. Yeah. This like uh, uh, they've scrubbed the internet. They've launched this huge campaign. I mean, I don't know, I don't know who's what dark money is behind this, but they've taken away because you just don't hear about the dreaded OP anymore. No. Like I, I, I think since Luke Ball retired, Osteitis <laughs> Pubis retired with him. But what uh, what it is doing the the is we're seeing it in in the ACL injury. So. I want to know, like I know Ben King is still alive, but can we conduct an autopsy on Ben King and find out, I, like, does I, he yeah. have OP? Is that what contributed to the ACL? And if so, how do we stamp out the OP? Well, I, so I just want to address the first thing. I, I have long advocated for the AFL to have what I call the, um, the, the AFL vivisection Yep. Uh, squad. And where they will conduct um, experiments, live experiments on a live players to, 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 to see what's happening. Now, the, the issue that I've run up against when um, calling for this has been um, 
It's, it's I mean, it's a straight up human rights abuse. <laughs> if we can get around that, then I think the data that we could have from brave people who donate their bodies like Ben King. And let's be honest, Ben King's a good case because we've got another one. Yeah. And Max could Max could um Max could change clubs mm. and then honor his brother's memory yeah. uh by playing for him. And mm. and so I, and 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 you know what he'd play a a, a, an injury-free life because of Ben's sacrifice. I mean, yeah. what great attribute is there? So, yeah, I would like to see. Uh, Some kind I would of like surgical. to see more experiments done on on current players. Just yeah. on the on the King brothers, I've noticed this mm. preseason that Max has grown like quite a substantial mustache, like a real kind of Magnum PI mo. <laughs> and I'm like, this is smart. Because they are identical twins and, you know, mm. they have that same look. And for the first three years of their careers, it's, you know, just the jumper, which makes them look different. But I love that Max King has gone, uh, let's do the soap opera approach to looking different. You know, like when a soap opera is playing <laughs> his own evil twin yeah. and they just come in with a real cheesy mustache. It's like when David Hasselhoff in Knight Rider had his evil twin. It was just David Hasselhoff with a goatee beard. <laughs> what? Hey, what what if he what if he leans into it and we do have a good and bad king, and oh. maybe maybe he leans into the king imagery and and gets around in regal gear or the the soap opera villain. I'd love to see some. When was the last time we saw someone playing an eye patch? Yeah, oh, that's great. I love that. Mm. And what I what I like and doctor's about- robes. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a stethoscope for some reason. <laughs> You know, like when all the players rocked up for the start of the AFLX and they tried to make it like the NBA and they're all rocking up in designer suits and fucking Alex Rance is riding a skateboard. Max King yeah. turns up in a white coat with a stethoscope what? and an eye patch. Eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, listen, I know we're talking injuries, but in, a, in an order to get a wider demographic to football, mm. why don't we have a soap opera-esque component? Where we do have evil twins, maybe um, maybe the Ruckman is in a coma on oh, centre yeah. wing, and you've yeah. got to play around him, and he wakes up just unbeknownst to the fact that his team slipped out of the eight. Like, what a thing to wake up to! If Christian Petrarca woke up in round ten, and the and and the D's had only won two games, we could like, can you imagine that? Like, if he wakes up halfway through the second quarter. And someone informs him, Kristen, you've been in a coma. We're in trouble. We might not play finals this season. And then he just goes, but what a storyline. Yeah. So are you saying though, but how do do we, what are the logistics of it when we don't have actual twins? I mean, it works for the Scott brothers. It works for the Wakelands. It works for the Kings. But when we don't have identical twins, are you saying like, I don't understand. Are you you talking like legitimately- all right. I'm saying I'm saying that we should create the AFL is played, uh, but the games. But a bit, it's a bit like world wrestling, but way more like soapy, yeah. where <laughs> we do have. So so so, Ben is the evil king twin. We yep. accept that, but then there's another storyline. Um, oh, hang on. Sorry, I've just got to pull you up. I've just got to pull you up on that. See, you know, mm. the writer in me goes, "That's the obvious choice to make Ben King the evil one." Max King, who plays for the Saints, it's a much better reveal oh, that yeah, he's yeah. the actually bad. He has the appearance of being the good guy. He plays for a team called the Saints, but it turns out that mm. he's actually the evil one. Sorry, continue. He's the evil. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll give you yeah, more notes. Maybe, uh, I'll send you yeah, some no, notes I like after that. recording. So we could have him at training at Moorabbin 
and he does a big reveal in the hallway. Yeah. And then we, we just, you know, we linger on Brett Ratton's face as he finds out the truth and the music plays us out. And then that's how, well, there's the backdrop for Friday Night Footy. Yeah, a big it. week down at Moorabbin. And then we go over, they're playing against Geelong. And we yeah. find out that, um, I don't know what the story is at Geelong. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know, maybe Patrick Dangerfield has bought a milk, uh, bought a milk bar and Tom Stewart's gone in and he's pretty disappointed that he did, <laughs> that he had to pay full price. Yeah. And, there, and, there's, and there's a bit of tension happening at the coffee shop that Patrick Dangerfield owns and he doesn't understand it. And they've got a kind of, Tom has to come to the realisation that um, despite being friends, there are market forces at play. Patrick has to, you know, make this a profitable business. He's just going to, like, he can't just be giving out banana big M's. There, yeah, you've got a product tie in there. Well, let's hopefully these two things don't distract these teams. And then if we could have it come into the actual game where, yeah, you do have players in their costumes. Maybe um, Dangerfield plays in an apron because he's working behind the you know, the milk, bar. milk bar and um, <laughs> Tom Stewart's always got a skateboard. Or, I don't know. I, it's just like I'm spitballing here, but I'm thinking like this, it just bring a lot more people to the game. Wouldn't yeah, it? I, I think it's great. I mean, look, to bring it back to the injuries, what if, so <laughs> what if the player who's injured, because I'm just thinking about like, okay, so the big disappointment when you, when you have a player go out is like, all right, we need to fill that position. It makes sense with like the King boys that, you know, well, um, if Max King wasn't playing for the Saints, if Max King never got drafted, but he was a twin, then you can just replace him. So Mm. is it the case of if the player has a twin outside the AFL system Mm. that the club can then bring them in rather than bringing someone off the supplemental list or the rookie list, you go like for like. So you either bring in, if they have a twin, fantastic, like that's the ideal. But if they don't, you just bring in a sibling who has like, you know, shares 95% of the same DNA or something like that. It's like, yeah, sure, Callum Mills is out, but his brother Brody uh, has never played football in his life. But they kind of mm. look similar in a similar build. Mm. You can have Brody for the first five rounds until Callum gets over his foot injury. I, I, I love that idea. But I, I, I mean, this is the AFL. This is the biggest show in town. What if the, what if the only people who can play in the AFL are twins? Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. So, so that right. It's the, an exclusively twin league. In, in case the recruiter's job is not already hard enough, not only do you have to scour <laughs> Australia looking for the top end talent, but you can only procure them if they have a twin who also has the same ability, the same Got level of ability. No, he doesn't yeah. have to have the same abilities. Just has to be a twin, brother or sister. AFLW as well. Yeah, yeah, so no, it can fraternal, be AFLM or, or AFLW. Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, okay. so so that would be interesting. So say say Nat Five has a twin sister, and yeah. she plays. Well, let's just say she plays for the Dockers in the in the um, AFLW. Do, does that mean that if she goes down with a knee, Nat Five plays for the Dockers AFLW side? Why not? Open it up. Like did, when I played junior footy, we had there was mm. a we had one girl who played in our team until like I think it's un, until under thirteens or something. Then they've got to split them into different teams. But yeah, no, she came. She was actually uh, Sally. She was awesome. She was our forward pocket. So I reckon definitely, Fife, you can go play for the AFLW team. And conversely, if Fife goes down, his theoretical mm. sister could come play for the AFLM yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Natalie Fife is playing. <laughs> yeah. and you, 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 but then there's a huge scandal because it turns out it's just <laughs> Nat Fife. <laughs> Nat Fife. But Nat Fife, to play into our soap opera idea, is wearing like a, a, a frock, like a, yeah, a very yeah. sensible, like upstairs, like upstairs, downstairs style, like lady with the Dame Edna glasses oh, on. I don't think he's even put that offensive. much. Yeah, he hasn't put that much effort into it. He's just grabbed like an old mop and ripped that, put on his head. He's like... Grabbed a red marker, tried to put lipstick on. <laughs> Blue eyeliner. Yeah, it's just a it's highlighter. Like, nah, you're, not, you're not fooling anyone. You're not playing this week. Whatever do you mean? You know, you're <laughs> for some reason. So what about, um, you know, the, the, the real shame about uh, the injuries this year, especially to, to Caulfield and, and, and Ben King and uh, mm. who knows how long Oscar Allen's out for. But do yeah, we set fun. up like a, a sort of secondary league for primarily injured players? You know what I mean? Like yeah. a modified game in which it's like the best of the unavailable. So we can sort of see the best players who, who are too injured to take the field. So you can have crutches and you can have moon boots and everything out there. And we just mm. modify the rules a bit. Maybe it's like an oversized beach ball instead of a football. So, you know, you're not doing any injuries when you kick it. Um, mm. uh, maybe it's uh, we go back to junior rules where it's no tackling, but it's like touch, almost like touch football. What do you reckon? I, I do. I, I think that's good. I, I think it's slightly patronising to, to the players. And I, I think that um, I, I, I think that this – so you're, you've gone one way, which yeah. is to treat the players with respect. I would like to see it in another way where they play in a cage and someone could oh, die. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and it, it, it becomes kind of it can't, like the the crutch is a massive advantage because you can just hit someone with it. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. So not only uh, are we creating like a secondary form of entertainment, but it's also great motivation to not get injured because you exactly know right. if you you know like yeah. and and also like if you're an injury prone player, you may be just you're going to retire early. Like Dan Hanabry, uh, we drafted him four years ago. He's played 15 games. Like he would have been yeah. According to your rules, he would have fought like, you know, however many death matches, still only played 15 games. But my God, yeah. you should see him in the Thunderdome. He's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And this would create a new kind of income stream for him. And I think you'd also find... Oh, don't worry about it. He doesn't need a secondary income stream. We, we made sure we paid overs when we got Dan Hannafree to the Saints. He's fine. We don't have to worry about getting him any more money. Oh, good, because I was beginning to lose sleep over Dan Hanabry's financial position. <laughs> I can relax on that. I, I, I think you'd find co uh, doctors would start to play ball as well, where they'd suggest, oh, you know, Shane Mumford's hurt his shoulder, and we think the best way for him to to rehab it is um, with this cast that's made of chains. And then, and <laughs> You're right. Oh, you fixed the system. Swinging a yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's right, um, yeah. Yeah, Mason Cox, uh, uh, he's got to wear these special glasses. They also shoot lasers. <laughs> yeah, shoot lasers. Yeah. We're trying an experimental gun therapy with <laughs> Jack Darling this week. I, I don't know. Listen, I, I, I think that one thing that someone has pointed out to me on Twitter is that a lot of my ideas on this show involve people dying. <laughs> <laughs> I, but... but I, I I feel though, in order to you don't forget, we we're in the entertainment business. We're yeah, not just competing with the NRL and 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 soccer and and cricket and things. We're 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 competing with the UFC. We're yeah. competing with Avengers Endgame. We're Professional wrestling. 
professional wrestling. We're competing with videos on YouTube of road rage incidents. If yeah. we have any hope of competing with these things, we have to think like them. Yeah. And what would a leaked Russian dash, dash cam video do? It, it would beat someone with a yeah. stick. Yeah. It just would. And, I mean, uh, and I, we look like idiots now on the I world stage. <laughs> I love the idea. Was it Nick Maxwell or Travis Cloak who really had to go to the AFL and, and lobby them to be able to use those kind of experimental gloves? And I love that the AFL, like, give him a hard time over that. Then they're just going to open the door. Yeah, you want to take a chainsaw into a, into a Thunderdome? Go for it. It's fine. Well, I mean, yeah. Listen, it's a different era, firstly. But also, um, I think you would cap it at, um, I don't know, maybe two weapons per team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, and, I'm just spitballing. And let's not go crazy. No projectile weapons. Only stabbing no, no, and bludgeoning no. weapons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we want kids silly. to get into the game. It, would would we have Oz kick in a small in four or five smaller cages around <laughs> injured children? Yeah, <laughs> but we don't give them real weapons because that would be cruel. We give them things like super soakers, yeah, those nerf, uh, nerf guns, yeah, yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but that'd be very cute, you know. As they're mopping yeah. up the blood at halftime, <laughs> oh, here come here come the Oz kickers yeah. <laughs> with their foam chainsaws and their foam axes. Watch out for Marcus Bontempelli's teeth there, but you'll be right, kids. <laughs> uh, okay, Scott, let's throw it open to the listeners. Not a huge response to this topic. Uh, I don't know if maybe people just don't do it with the moz on their own clubs by talking about injuries. But um, at Howard Dubee did write in to say there should be a pregame before the grand final with a team of the upper body injuries versus team of lower body injuries. That way they won't feel like they've missed out on getting to perform on the big day. What do you think about that? Upper body versus lower body? I, yeah, that's a bit... I, I, that's what's out of the box thinking. So what? they'd be injured players from the teams that are playing? Like guys oh. who didn't make the game? Or, so they, or, or is it just the No, I think he's just saying... I just think, it, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's just sourced from because I, I, I think you'd be struggling to to field an entire team from the two teams playing in the grand final. Yeah. I think it's a it's the best of the injured from the other teams. Oh right, right, right. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, well, give us a here. give us a Thunderdome, and you got yourself a deal, Howard Dubey. <laughs> if, if someone could get killed. <laughs> We're in. Uh, at L Thompson nineteen ninety five says all players should be trained in sports sciences, and when they get injured, only they or their teammates can treat them, no matter how bad the injury is, and with the best equipment money can buy. What do you think about that? Every player is a I, trained paramedic. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. I think we would have. Have you ever been to the races and they've brought out the uh, the blue screen? Sheet? <laughs> yeah, we'd see a lot of that. You I reckon? Think that might. Yeah, I reckon that. I mean, yeah, happen. it's 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 a good point. Like, I think when I have a serious medical injury, do I want Jake Stringer treating me? <laughs> Just rinsing his mouth guard out before performing yeah. surgery. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Taco and Angus, Angus, Taco Angus. Oh, I always get this guy's name wrong. Uh, he says there should be a pre-season reality show. Where training yeah. medicos are allocated a, perpetu- a per- perpetually injured star and have to manage them through the preseason, and whoever player and whoever's player is the most match fit, decided by a series of televised trials, at the end gets a spot on the team and a spot on the medical staff. Okay, so I like that. So you pair I up a that. specific doctor with a perennially injured player, 
And it's kind of like the recruit. By the end of the by the end of the show, that player and that doctor get a spot on the team. It's like dancing with the stars. Yeah, it's a really good idea. So one thing I would suggest, and this is probably going to um, ruffle some feathers, but in order for it to be a fair competition, because we don't want this to be a mockery, is um, you would you would have to make sure every player's got the exact same injury, which means we'd have to manufacture it, if you know what I mean. We might oh. have you seen misery? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get the sledgehammer. That's what I'm around. thinking. Let's get a block of yeah. wood and a sledgehammer. Block <laughs> of wood, sledgehammer. How bad do you want to make the league, baby? <laughs> Let's go for it. And maybe oh. we could have celebrities break their legs. You're gonna, your leg's going to be broken by Ricky Lee. And yeah, Ricky. I love that. I'm so sorry to do this. Whack. Broken, oh. broken tibia. If only we could work out a way for celebrities to deliver the dreaded OP. If there was a way <laughs> that you could trigger OP oh. by a celebrity. Like if a celebrity could just like punch you in the groin or, you know, remove a tendon from your groin and that like triggers your OP, then pfft. Yeah. Then we're gonna, what, then wait, we're gonna... we could use what was the was it there will be blood? Could we use that machine? What's that one? Remind me. Is it? Is it? Or is it? Is it? Well, there will be blood or no country for old men, where the guy went around with oh, the no country for old yeah, men. No yeah, yeah. country for old men. Yeah, the bolt gun. <laughs> you just yeah, saying. Maybe go we up. could get someone with a bolt gun to. If you get it right, no, I'm I sure never that would really. We've done like over ten episodes of Footy Fixes, and I have never noticed how bloodthirsty you are until that. <laughs> yeah, I just pointed realized it, out, it myself. It's fucking crazy, man. I don't know what's going on. I've been in America for too long, dude. Yeah, I think so. All right, that's another episode of the Footy Fixers. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can on at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley, and that is fixed. <laughs>